we're at a boat. People are on your on your boat. Um, then, having finished a game of golf, I was just having a beer at, at Uganda Golf Club when I found this gentleman uh, come over and ask people, "Is there a gentleman by the name of Sikandar Medali uh, in the golf club?" And they said, "Yeah, there he is. Is having a beer for." So he came up to me and he said, "You know, we were uh, entertained by." The Mase. The Mase. And uh, he said, you might be leaving the country, so uh, do you want to sell your boat? And I said, yeah, sure. How much? And I gave him a price. And he said, that's fine. And so I sold the boat just two or three days before leaving the country. But uh -huh. the condition was that I should give, give him a test drive, test mm. ride mm. on the boat. But I said the weather was very bad. He said, that's exactly what I want to see, if the boat would handle this kind of weather. Mm. And I said, fine. So we went to the uh, marina uh, next day or so in the morning. The weather was really rough. And uh, we were about 15, 20 miles out on the lake when we saw a lot of black objects floating on the lake. At the time, Mose was with me on the boat because he was very knowledgeable about the lake. So I asked Mose what he thought was the uh, situation. Well, what were the objects? Were they hippos or what? But I could not focus my binoculars since the boat's movement from the boat was yeah. difficult to focus. Uh -huh. So we thought we'd approach them and see what those objects were. And we found that they were African bodies having blown up and floating on the lake. So anyway, we turned around, came back to the marina. How many bodies? Like ten bodies? or? Hundreds. Hundreds of black... Running, might be close to a thousand bodies. Just so Idiomin, somebody was slaughtering people. Somebody was throwing them in the lake so that the crocodiles or whatever were... Would eat them. Were eating them or finishing them off. My God, that must have now, made you feel... Now, there was a decree that Idiomin had uh, put out that mm. no boat was allowed on Lake Victoria. Oh, because... Pleasure boat. Because he was doing this. Because he was doing that. Mm, and did the United Nations Now, what happened, that as soon as we came back, yeah. the United Nations guy left. Ah. I was still at the marina. Yes. When the soldiers approached the marina. Oh, my God. And they went straight for my boat, and they touched the... Engine. The engine, and they said, the engine is warm. But the but Mazay had such a presence of mind. Yeah. He was asked, "Has this boat left dock? Gone on Lake Victoria?" Yeah. And he said, "No." He said, "I always switch on this boat at this time just to keep the batteries fully charged." Thank goodness. And I hid myself somewhere in the bushes whilst they were busy 
uh, interrogating Mosey about the boat. This is just days before you left? Just four or five days before I left. Of course. So that was one incident that I survived. Then there was a Saturday, we normally used to close at about one o'clock. By this time Sylvia had already left the country. Um, it was a, a very wise move that she had uh, taken. She took my son and some of our precious possessions. At the time, uh, she had, we had some friends that helped Sylvia leave the country because her passport and everything was in, in taken care of and she was a British citizen, so she had no problem. Mm -hmm. So, as far as Sylvia was concerned, she was out of the country and I was not really worried about that. Mm. And my son was out. Mm. So that Saturday was the last Saturday, I thought. And uh, I remember having gone for lunch next door to Electronics, had a nice lunch and I went home, slept until about three or four and I thought to myself, I'll go and go to the golf club and either practice or have a, a few holes of golf. But then I found, as I was leaving my apartment, just which was opposite the Parliament House, there were four gunmen that were across the road hmm. and they wanted me to stop. Hmm. Now, if I had stopped hmm. at the time, they were after Asians, mm -hmm. their cars, their possessions, they divested every Asian they could stop, and I wasn't going to take a risk. And hmm. I thought to myself, that is it. I couldn't turn my car around because I was a little slow in my uh, action. I'd gone, I was not very far from them. If I had to turn around, they would have shot the car. Yeah. But they wanted me to stop. So, <coughs> so I thought to myself, this was a very immediate reaction I had, that if they were going to kill me, I may as well kill them. Oh, so so I put my car in the second manual. It was a manual vehicle. Pedal to the metal. <laughs> That's right. And I put my foot down on the accelerator. Uh-huh. And I put my left hand on my, uh, across my eyes, so that I, you know, when I hit them, you're not going to see. I it. was not going to go through the windscreen, or most likely oh. I would have gone through the windscreen. Oh my goodness! Okay. So I put my foot down, and thought that they would start firing as soon as I would go for them. And I think I was doing in a matter of few seconds, quite a high speed. Yeah. And I went through them. I thought I must have hit them. But they moved just at the last moment. And I was on a Kampala road mm. with 10 kilometers, 10 miles of straight road. Yeah. Between 6 to 10 miles. I'm not too sure how long was the uh, road, but it was a straight road. Yeah. And I didn't look back. I just put my foot down on the throttle and just went full blast. And I reached the golf club just in time, parked my car wherever I could, and just 
went straight into the golf course mm -hmm. and I thought they would follow me in the golf course and most likely kill you kill me yeah but luckily they didn't wow. and that was a very close call I had hmm. so when I go back through these last days of you in Uganda I find the moral of the story there is a story here and the moral is uh, be decent do the right thing uh, friends in need are friends indeed right absolutely uh, and uh, be intuitive and uh, protect your family and your resources as best you can and absolutely I'm you know one has to be th I mean I could have left that country just like that mm. have would not have thought about the stuff electronic stuff mm. I just could have taken off and gone mm. Mm. but uh, I think I left a lot of blessings behind yes and uh, the funniest thing happened a few years ago mm -hmm. uh, there was a gentleman working for uh, electronics his name was Mansur Amlani mm -hmm. and he called me on Salt Spring and he said Sikandaraya I have to see you hmm. and I said see me about what uh, Mansur he said well can I come over and uh, spend a night with you and uh, sit down and have some of your wife's great puris <laughs> no sylvia was sylvia was not home okay. she was she was somewhere else by the way sylvia is a great cook <laughs> oh that's 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 a that's a proven fact okay good she has she has always been a great cook and her uh. cooking has been ex excellent oh. for a white woman she sure can cook like an well, indian <laughs> she she can teach a lot of indian ladies how to cook yeah <laughs> anyway. so sorry must he's coming to your house so he said, you know, Sikandar, when we left Uganda, mm -hmm. you gave us this four months salaries. Oh. He said, I never said thank you to you. Yes. He said, I, I've always felt a little load uh, that I have, have to meet you and say thank you. And he said, I wanted to not only say thank you on the phone, I wanted to meet you in person and say thank you. And I said, that was so nice. After 30 years, this gentleman had the courtesy to come over and say thank you. And that's that was something so nice. That it made my, it made my day, really. So that's a great wrap for today. Sikander and Sylvia live on Salt Spring Island and in, in and amongst beautiful, huge uh, Douglas firs with a beautiful garden and roses. And we just had a lovely breakfast. And I think you're lucky to be here on Salt Spring Island. And I would say thanks to Idi Amin. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was so nice to see you after so many, such a long period, such a long time. Thank you. Anyhow. All right. Have a great day. I'll make a city out of it.